you obviously know Kung Fu. Hey guys, this is Joseph Lei. I'm an action designer from Shang-Chi and a film director from Team Red Pro, representing the DMV and also LA. And you're watching the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me today on the Kung Fu Driven Podcast, action designer, film director, whose work you may have seen in films like Afro Samurai Champloo, Mulan, and East Side Story, or, or most recently as part of the amazing action team for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Joseph Lei. Joseph, thank you so much for taking time out of your, I'm sure, super busy schedule with interviews and everything, but uh, thanks for stopping by the Kung Fu Driven Podcast. Thank you. Actually, this is my first one about Shang-Chi, so I am honored that it is Kung Fu Driven Podcast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm still kind of considered a new kid on the block in terms of the movie industry. And I'm just like lucky that my first movie gig ever is Shang-Chi. All right, so let's get right into it then, because uh, as a self, uh, self-styled self new kid on the block, mm-hmm. um, how then did you get involved with Shang-Chi? That's a huge first project to be involved with. Yeah, so actually, long story short, I've been making a lot of like YouTube indie action shorts not because I wanted to get into the industry, but because I felt like I visualized these action scenes that nobody has created yet. And it was like driving me crazy. Why hasn't anyone tried this one yet? Why hasn't anyone tried this? If Jackie Chan was, you know, young today, what would he do, you know, to kind of like innovate the game? So I was just making YouTube videos, you know, on the weekends through my full-time job. And somehow Afro Samurai Champloo the web series I was making based on the anime, two animes, kind of took off and became somewhat viral. And at the same time, I was getting comments like, oh, this is the best live action anime I've seen. Why can't Netflix do this? So for a whole week, I was just like, yes, finally some recognition after like five years of doing this uh, with my own money. And then a week later, Chris Cowan's UALA came out and then all the attention of like best live action anime went to him. And I was just like, oh man, why can't have my, I have my day? And then later on, I felt like, man, he's so good. Everyone else is so good. I'm just a little pipsqueak, you know? And then all of a sudden Marshall Club, they told me they were gonna be involved with Shang-Chi, the Marvel thing. And then they're working with Brad Allen. So they're training Simu for like over the course of a month. And at the same time, they kept, they randomly met up with Brad and Brad had like early discussions of like, who should operate the camera, who should do the action design. And obviously Brad was, uh, well, first Marshall Club was like, yo, you should get in, get Joseph Lay on this. Get Joseph Lay, he's really good with uh, Hong Kong action type of style and then live action anime. And I was like, yes, thank you brothers because I collaborated with them a lot over the past two years. Um, But then like Brad Allen was like, I'm thinking about using Chris for camera. Just every discussion, like I'm going for Chris. And I'm like, oh man, like I have no chance. UALA is so much better than Afro Semi. And then one day I was like, hey, Andy from Marshall Club, can you please 
give me Brad Allen's email, please. And he's like, oh, man, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Uh, that's like kind of stepping out of my boundaries. I was like, please. And he's like, actually, I would be more comfortable with you shooting um, a lot of the action if you're there because, you know, we've been collaborating. And then I sent Brad an email of like my top three uh, indie action shorts, like Kung Fu Tea commercial, which channeled like Jackie Chan vibes, um, Afro Samurai Shampoo anime vibes, and like, you know, some other stuff, Pokemon Kung Fu. And then Brad replied to my email. And I actually had this like email tracking software where it tracks like how many times they clicked on the link. And it said like in under two hours, Brad clicked on my links like 16 times. Wow. I was like, what? Yeah. So my heart was pounding. And then the next day, Brad messaged me back. He said, Joseph, how can I not hire you? Like, and I was just like blown away. Wow. And just like in the email, I was talking about how I was trying to emulate his style over the years, like, you know, Jackie Chan flavor mixed in with how, you know, he did Scott Pilgrim with Pong Zhang and kind of like innovated action that way. And because as an indie filmmaker, I can't, well, I'm not like a legit stuntman. So I would kind of like imitate the Jackie Chan stuff. But when it came to the stunts, I would add like that fancy camera tricks or VFX to just kind of, you know, have that wow factor in place. So that's how I got involved with Shang-Chi. Brad, you know, said like, you can come to the LA previous for the bus fight for two weeks. And um, yeah, and that's how it all started. Yeah. You realize how incredible that sounds, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like from zero to hero, basically. And I was so nervous when I was walking up to the Disney studio where they had like the bus in like the studio where they were going to shoot previous. And like, I was like sweating and then I have my like big backpack on with my, my camera gear, just in case I didn't know who was shooting that day. And I was just like walking to like the Disney gates and whatever. And I saw Andy Chang and Brad Allen and they were all wearing like sunglasses and being all cool and stuff. And then Marshall Club, I had to give it up to them, like, because they stuck out their neck for me and they didn't really need to. And they're like, hey, it's Joseph. Hey, it's him. And then, like, Brad was like, is he the one? And then Andy Cheng was like, he is the one. He's the one. And I was like, so nervous. And I went to crack a joke to relieve the tension. I was like, no, Jet Lee is the one. <laughs> you know. And then, and then nobody laughed. I was just like, oh, damn it. Jackie Chan's stunt team. Of course, it's not Jet Li. What am I doing? Yeah. But then I think Andy Chang saw that I was nervous. Brad turned away. Marshall Club went and said hi to the other stunt people. And then Andy Chang literally like grabbed my hand and was like walking with me to like the Disney studio or whatever. And just like holding my hand as I was going up there because he knew I was like nervous. And then he said, like, hi, Joseph. Hi. You have something to show me? What'd you make? And then I showed him. I put out my laptop from my backpack, like, all nervous, like, and whipped out, like, Afro Samurai Champloo. He's like, oh, yeah, Afro Ninja. I've seen this. <laughs> Would you then consider um, Jackie Chan one of your biggest influences? And then 
If so, how crazy is it that you are now in the midst of some of the core members of the Jackie Chan stunt team? Yeah, I mean, Jackie always has been the idol. I think growing up as the only Asian in school, and I got picked on a lot, obviously. Um, I would go back home and watch Jackie Chan and then just memorize the fight scenes so that when I go back to school, I would imagine the fight scenes in my head, but I would place myself in Jackie's uh, characters and beat up the bullies in my school. And I think that's kind of how I started uh, subconsciously choreographing fight scenes, just about, you know, the little guy beating up the big guy kind of thing. And um, I always had that in mind when I was like filmmaking, I want to make stuff to give people like the oppressed or like the misfits of society, like strength when they're like watching my films and confidence and the boost of like adrenaline, like, yeah, I can stand up to them. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like going into collaborating with the Jackie Chan stunt team family, um, and also Marshall Club emulates this too. It's like the whole family vibe where you look out for your brothers and, you know, you guys are doing all these hardcore stunts and there's something more than just like making it day, the day and like finishing the job. It's more so about how can you contribute to the craft and, you know, um, the world of filmmaking and just being a better person through filmmaking and looking out for, uh, you know, your brothers. Yeah. So speaking about that family vibe though, uh, there's a, there's an analogy in sports where, uh, you know, when rookies make it to the big leagues, uh, the, the veterans will tell them, you know, act like you've been here before as a rookie on that set. Uh, then was there a stretch where you were constantly in that nervous mode? Uh, and when did you start to uh, turn it around for yourself and start acting like you belonged? Um, I was in that nervous mode and like, I felt like I had to always be perfect because um, a lot of times I would be storyboarding right next to Brad, you know, and trust me, like when I was storyboarding, I was like, I never drew like so fast in my whole entire life. And these were like storyboards for like um, big, like wire gags that we didn't have set up yet or like VFX stuff. Um, but I think it wasn't until I was hanging out with the other action designers like Chris Cowan, Young Lee, and Vidan, where Chris, I think he had a more relaxed approach to everything. And I think that's how he was the most creative and able to command the floor easiest. Um, and then after like talking to them, they're like, you know what, just view it as having fun like in your indie action shorts. You know, at the end of the day, we're just playing make-believe. Um, and uh, I view them, the other action designers, as my big brothers who every day would like check in on me and just make sure, you know, I'm having a good time. And also Brad was also there. He would always say like, he doesn't want me to feel intimidated. And, you know, he said like, you know the Marvel action humor more than anyone. He said, you're an intelligent filmmaker. You should speak up more. So just getting like direct encouragement from him like helped ease the uh, process for me from being newbie to playing with these big legs. Yeah.
That's awesome. Now, do you have a martial arts background yourself? Yes. Um, at first, I studied in the middle of high school, Long Chun Fa, Dragon Fist style. And then after that, I took a break from Kung Fu and ventured into breakdancing or b-boying. Um, and so I would do that in college. And then after college, I picked up Kung Fu again. But then I think I was experiencing like a little life crisis after college because I graduated with a graphic design degree. And I was like, damn, I should have graduated filmmaking. And so I was a bit lost and like a little heartbroken because I was chasing this girl and whatever. <laughs> and then, so I went to learn, like wanted to do more like meditation. So I studied Shaolin Kung Fu in Shaolin Temple, USA in Virginia. Cool, cool. Now, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Afro Samurai, Champloo, and uh, UALA uh, being, uh, you know, uh, going up against each other. And uh, you, you don't give Afro Samurai Champloo enough credit. It's it's really well done. It's it's so much fun. Oh. Um, a lot of hip hop uh, and uh, break dancing in there. It's very cool and very slick. So um, now, how then did you get involved in that side of filmmaking to begin with? It, uh, obviously, graphic design background. So how did you get into filmmaking? Um, filmmaking, I felt like, well, obviously, well, ever since college, my real passion was film. But I think in the area where I was at in Virginia to get a job and like a stable career, which my parents wanted me to do, um, graphic design was the more feasible option out of all the creative fields. And um, so after college, I felt like, you know, I wanted to redeem myself and not live this um, half truth of being a designer, right? So every weekend, I think I would be PAing or like volunteering for different sets. And gradually throughout those sets, I would meet new friends. And then I think I started doing like these test fights where um, I would use like objects that Jackie Chan hasn't used yet and try to explore that way. And I kind of got addicted to it. And I think every weekend I kind of hit up another martial arts, like expert, like I want to fight this Taekwondo guy. Um, like, and then next weekend I want to fight this judo guy and sort of like throughout that whole process, I learned other styles, but also adapt it for filmmaking and just, I don't know, gradually I started making new friends through these test fights. The group started getting larger and larger. And I think I started having like these little movie premieres with my friends group. And just like seeing their reaction from the movie premieres, I think that um, kind of set in that like whole responsibility. Like I have this vision and it brings so much joy to other people. Why not like keep going harder at it? You know. So, um, was your was your bullying at, at school the the impetus to focus on martial arts films specifically when you started filmmaking, or or was it just being a, a fan of of Jackie Chan and that whole genre? I think a little bit of both, yeah. And I feel like I don't know. Early on, also when I was studying graphic design just for fun, I was also remixing or editing my own game trailers. So I would download like video game footage and then combine it. And then I would find these match cuts between different games. And sort of like in my head, 
I would be like, yo, what if this like Raiden from Metal Gear like fought, you know, this guy from this other game. And so I think through the love of the Jackie Chan films, Kung Fu films, and like editing my own game trailers, I think I started developing like these visions that like one day I'll be able to execute. That's know? cool. That's cool. I don't know if that clearly answered your question. But. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, it's funny because uh, I also have a graphic design background and I mm. actually spent uh, many years working at Marvel Comics. So oh, dope. <laughs> I have that behind me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what did you take then from uh, everything that you learned from your indie filmmaking uh, onto the set of Shang-Chi? If anything at all, uh, did it even help or were you really more about starting from scratch and learning the ropes uh, with the big boys? Um, I think with the indie film background, I learned to do a lot of things on my own and develop the whole like no excuses type of attitude and just able to garnish like energy after a full time job into filmmaking overnight and stuff and being in charge um, because action designers are kind of like well on Shang-Chi like mini directors under the fight coordinators like we're supposed to like look at the script, break it down and try to tell the story through cohesive action, you know? And I think being able to shoot, edit, choreograph, and even star in my own indie stuff, I think really helped with action design on uh, Shang-Chi, yeah. So action designers, uh, it seems like a really broad term. So what was your specific area of concentration on Shang-Chi? Huh, this is a loaded question. Um, so my specific area of concentration on Shang-Chi was, at first I was um, actually designing the bus fight. Initially, Chris Cowan, he was actually designing for a week on the bus fight. And then I picked up after him under Andy Chang. And then when we went to Sydney, I actually action designed with Peng Zhang early on the Mandarin opening fight scenes. Um, and so that consisted of just like communicating with the fight coordinator and trying to like piece all the pieces together. Um, sometimes contributing to the choreography, but also just more so facilitating um, all of the talent, um, the storytelling, and just placing the sequence together. Uh, it's really hard to describe because it's so much like sometimes I'm more so camera operating and sometimes more so editing and VFX, like light VFX. Uh, we did a bunch of like proof of concepts of how the ring should look like, how they should react and like what are the special moves that we should do with the rings? Like how can, you know, Wen Wu or Shang-Chi like jump like 50 feet in the air? Like what's the motion there? Um, we also did a lot of like pose explorations where what's Shang Chi's like signature pose or like, should it be Hungar? Okay, if it's Hungar, we should channel more Nanchuan because that's not portrayed in film that much. Should it be Nanchuan for the father? Cause he's like more aggressive and all that. And when should Shang Chi like channel his mother's style which is more like Tai Chi. So it was a lot of like style explorations too. So it's a bunch of stuff, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Now, working on that bus scene, which is amazing and was a huge part of the early promo, huge part of the trailer. Uh, how cool was that? How, did it blow your mind to see 
your hands-on work front and center for everybody to see and critique and come to love. What did you think of that? Honestly, I was like, when I watched like the first preview of the bus fight, I was like, wow, we actually did it. Like, it's crazy (laughs) because the bus scene drove everyone crazy. Like, I felt like after action designing that with all the other coordinators and action designers, every time I went on a bus, I had like PTSD (laughs) because we literally like looked at every nook and cranny in the bus and figured out any type of choreography you can imagine for every corner. And I, I feel like there were over like 30 or 40 versions of the bus fight because it was like literally the first time we see Shang-Chi kind of like a, the first superhero unmasking scene of like the first Asian superhero. So we really put the most effort and most iterations on that fight. And I don't know, it was interesting how the final product came to be because we see like Katie getting her head slammed, right? Aquafina. But actually in the original um, previous, that happens later in the fight after like, 40 or 30 seconds of fighting. So initially, I think um, Shang-Chi was trying to hide the fact that he knew martial arts and Kung Fu. So initially he was like more so like the Jackie Chan type of character where I don't want no trouble, you know? And he would try to try to hide his technique because the person on the iPhone was recording. So initially he would like do like different attacks like behind people's back or like, more discreetly trying to like get them away and push them yeah and more like evasive and like passive character and so the character arc would happen when katie would get her would get slapped or get her head slammed or other passengers in the bus their lives are actually in danger and that's when shang chi has to break his code of like hiding and like really unleash you know his past assassin self um so i thought that was really interesting with the bus fight um, in the previous. That's awesome. I, I'm a bridge and tunnel crowd uh, regular. So uh, having taken buses most of my working life, um, I've actually imagined scenes like that on the bus and, and being familiar with, with all of the space in, uh, in the bus. Uh, so watching that uh, happen was kind of really satisfying and so, so well done. So congrats to the whole team to put that, uh, that whole thing together. And I feel like the early previous team also needs a shout out, like in LA, like Jay Kwan, Brian Sloyer, uh, D.Y. Sao, and all the Marshall Club brothers, they were in the bus fight previous, Jerry Quill, so many names. And these were like indie action filmmakers that I looked up to. And it was such like a unreal experience because I was able to collaborate with JC Stunt team and indie action where the community in LA, what they did was try to replicate, you know, that eighties vibe, um, Hong Kong cinema. And for us, the new school and the old school to combine, it was, yeah, it was magical. And I'm just so lucky to be a small part of it. Yeah. That's um, a really cool combination of talent and, and much credit to everybody that recognized what was going to work and putting that talent together. Uh, and, and speaking of that magic, then when did you start to realize that Shang-Chi was going to be something pretty special? Other than the fact that it was just a, another Marvel superhero movie, um, but, you know, having an Asian lead, Asian superhero, when did you start to put it together that this is going to be something pretty special? 
I think I thought it would be special when I first read the script, the early drafts. Um, I was blown away that Brad would even send it to me. Um, and like I discovered about the, found out about the father and son relationship and the story. And initially I thought it was like, oh shit, this is like Tekken. Like how Kazuya treated like Jin Kazama and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. like like tough fa father. And like, I really felt connected with the character because it was like, like most of my life, I've been trying to live up to my dad's expectations. You know, he's more traditional, wanted to me, me to be an engineer, you know, get married, have a stable life. But, and my brother kind of like, more so followed that path because he's a software engineer. And so I felt like I was like the oddball or like always wanting to do something different. And uh, I really connected with like the story that way. Um, and like me venturing into graphic design was kind of like Shang-Chi escaping his father's like grasp. Uh, and then sometimes I would have to come back home to my dad and be like, look where it brought back to you with me. You're 30 years old and you still live at home, you know, <laughs> uh, still live with your parents. Uh, just kidding. That's an over-exaggeration. Uh, but yeah, the father and son thing. Yeah, All Asians uh, are familiar with that and can relate to that storyline, particularly, uh, you know, the, the older ones who... Um, understand that those are the expectations of, of Asian kids. And so just having that on like a big Marvel scale, I knew it was going to be a game changer for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it is a game changer for a lot of things that, uh, that I'm a fan of. Uh, obviously uh, the martial arts genre, big screen, uh, big budget Marvel movie. Uh, and, and uh, the nice thing about that is that uh, with the town that you guys assembled, I think you did an amazing job of putting martial arts in the spotlight and doing it right uh, and giving it the, the due that it deserved. Um, Cause it's, it, that could open it up that whole genre to a whole new audience and yeah, you know, make, maybe bring us closer to the, the heyday of, of Kung Fu films. Yeah. This might be politically incorrect, but this could be the biggest American martial arts movie since enter the dragon, you know, yeah. And just, yeah, it's really special. I think like in the past, like when I'm making my indie stuff and at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I making all of this like silly content? How come I can't like tell like a meaningful story yet? And that's always been on my shoulders. But I feel like through Shang-Chi, I'm like, oh, finally, like there's some real impact here, you know, from yeah, filmmaking. For sure. So what then is that something that you're going to take away from Shang-Chi uh, that will help you in the rest of your film career? Yeah, um, definitely after Shang-Chi, it kind of like validated my whole path. Um, I felt like most of my 20s, I was meandering, you know, like going back and forth with like my day jobs, my freelance stuff, and then like the filmmaking on the side. But now after Shang-Chi, um, I'm starting to take like filmmaking more seriously and just putting more meaning into my work with the responsibility I kind of have right now. Um, so yeah, I'm now pretty much a full-time filmmaker and uh, hoping to continue the legacy of like, you know, 
the action gods that came before me. (laughs) That's awesome. And well-deserved by the way. So um, you obviously can't talk about it yet, but uh, everybody wants a Shang-Chi too. Is there one already in the plans? Do you even know? And would you be coming back? Oh, sorry. I think your audio cut off. (laughs) I think maybe the Disney overlords are watching. Gotcha. Gotcha. Understood. (laughs) Tampered with this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there are any plans yet, but I think after this weekend, Probably. I think I really want to work on the Spider-Man, though. Any Spider-Man, <laughs> Shang-Chi crossover would be like be awesome. the dream come true. Awesome. All right, then. Uh, you're in Budapest right now. You, I know you can't talk about what you're working on, but what are some of the other things that you have in the works for Team Red Pro, for Joseph Lay, uh, for anything else that you're working on? Okay, so Team Red Pro, we're working on Twisting Tiger. It's a 30-minute short film. We're going to submit it to a bunch of film festivals. It's about a Black Shaolin disciple who's in the hood, and he's forced to break his moral code um, and oath to nonviolence once his students are threatened by local Asian gangs. And um, we wanted to create something that's based on a true story. My friend Terrell Koda Bullock is on it as the lead. And um, we wanted to explore psychological effects of a fighter. It's like a psychological thriller mixed with Ip Man. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a good project for sure. Uh, Serious film project. And for once, I'm not making a fan film. This is original IP, thanks to um, writer Nick Huang and DP Alan Dang, producer Amanda Tran, and so many more. Yeah, big shout out. Sounds awesome. Sounds yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, and Marshall Club helped uh, action design it too, so it's gonna be lit. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, have you even come down off of the Shang Chi cloud yet? I mean, the hype train is still rolling strong. So, um, have you uh, absorbed all of that yet? Uh, have you moved beyond it? I think for a while, like since my involvement with Shang Chi was over about two years ago. Cause I only worked on it for like two to three months and I didn't, I wasn't there for production. So I think after that, I just kind of like remove myself from Shang-Chi and like, don't get ahead of myself. Like don't have a big head. Still keep the indie flame alive. You know, I'm a director first, um, have my own voice because as much as I love being with the collective, you know, JC stunt team and like all the action designers, um, I still feel like I had a different flavor or perspective on action that that only I could pull off. Uh, And I'm still trying to reach to that goal. Um, So yeah, this whole week has been surreal with it coming out. And I was able to watch it with my boss, Andy Chang and Vidan and so many other people who worked on it in Budapest. Um, So we had to celebrate, but at the same time, like I can't, I can't let it get to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, revel in it and enjoy it because the entire action team really put something special on screen uh, and it's getting the recognition that it richly deserves. Thank so you. congratulations to all of you. Uh, and, um, you know, best of luck with, with Team Thank Red you. Pro and, yeah. and everything that uh, you're working on. It's, it's great that uh, you want to uh, express your voice 
uh, uniquely. Um, I think you have a lot to say. I'm going to follow you very closely. Thank and you, I hope Jeff. that you will come back to the show yeah. uh, and, and talk some more. Uh, I'm looking forward to what you and Team Red Pro uh, have to uh, offer. And uh, I, I'm, I know it won't be the last time that we see you on the big screen oh, in Hollywood. Thank you. So, Joseph Lay, thank hope you so, so much for stopping by, man. Best. Yeah, time. next time we can do like a duel with me and uh, Vidan. Uh, <laughs> I think because it'll be fun because usually we like to argue a lot and um perfect and i don't know the back and forth between us would be good entertainment i would say Don's great i love having him on the show too so that's he hates suicide squad i love suicide squad (laughs) the new one uh i don't know yeah but we both love shang chi at least oh good good that's very cool uh joseph again thank you so much for coming by uh best of luck out there in budapest stay safe and i can't wait to see much more from you and uh, team red pro man thank you so much for the opportunity thank you big thanks to joseph lay for trusting me with his first shang chi interview and for sparing a moment to share some of his hot takes on everything that went into making the epic superhero martial arts magic come to life on the big screen Joseph is so chill, and yet his films are jam-packed with some awesome visuals and some dynamic action, so check them out on YouTube at the Team Red Pro page. You can follow Joseph himself on Instagram, and I'll put all those links in the show notes, so swing by and let him know that you hung out with us right here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Shang-Chi is out in theaters right now, so if you're listening to this show, this film is made for you, so go check it out and let me know what you think. Hit me up on any of my socials. Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. You're like the Joe Rogan of action cinema. <laughs> That's huge. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shaolin monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea, roaming over the land. Yeah, the little big soldier is old, otherwise, he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars. Fight for the cars, then pause here, the pause. Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but balls don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, Derry D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jelly's even faster. Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show his spine. Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick a spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. You place the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Man is style. Yeah, the Feed the enemy and watch him run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! 
This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin's Lash and Blood are just drip drop The head kick neck drop Balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill Better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the walls No fear at all To kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a